It's a solo show with some real talk about tournaments. Let's get started. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome, ATA Nation, back to another great episode of the ATA Nation podcast. This is Senior Master Zach Hayden. I am your host for the show. This is episode number 90, and we're going to do a little solo show today. I was at uh, tournaments the last two weekends, and I had these thoughts about tournaments. I wanted to do a real talk with Senior Master Hayden about tournaments, um, and just some advice and thoughts after you know going to tournaments for you know almost 30 years or whatever, um, being a, a school owner or whatnot. So I wanted to uh, talk to you guys today about tournaments. I just think these are some tips, some thoughts for you as a competitor, maybe uh, some thoughts for parents um, and competitors out there that are you know real into the the tournament circuit and whatnot, just some things to, for us to think about, um, to have some conversations about those kind of things. So we're going to hit that. Before we get started with that, I want to give a shout out uh, today um, to a couple of guys uh, on um, Facebook, some ATA martial arts athletes that are just really showing, um, you know, walking the walk, um, as they are training for higher and higher ranks. And I, I joined these guys because I've been seeing them do that, and I've been doing my own training, and I was like, hey, you know what? We need you to just build this up. So uh, Senior Master Coffrin, uh is posting his workouts, posting his stuff, working his butt off. Uh, uh, Senior Master Dewar is uh, out there as well. Um, Senior Master uh, Steinman getting ready for a powerlifting competition too. That's pretty exciting. Um who else do we got out there? Uh, Master Marcus. We've got um, Master Senior Master Schaefer. Um, these guys are just like showing what it's like, what it means to be an ATA martial arts athlete. Um, you know, and they are kicking butt. They're they're leading by example by getting out there and doing their training. Um, we're not taking it easy. Okay. Um, you know, I was. Uh, training with the grandmaster a couple weeks ago in Hammond, and he was talking about you know fitness, about us making sure that we uh, were a, a good example, um, you know, being the the fit individuals that we should be as ATA martial artists. So, just wanted to give a shout out to those guys. I think they've been doing a, an amazing job, and I'm excited to uh, kind of push that along as I do my workouts and I tag those guys and other people online. So, if you want to do that. You know, uh, you know, join us out there. Let's see what you've been working on. So let's get to our main topic today. I've got five things, kind of five bullet points of uh, um, real talk topics about tournaments. So real talk topics about tournaments. And I didn't put these in any specific order. I probably should have ordered them a little bit different for you guys. Um, but let's start with one of my number one pet peeves. One of my number one pet peeves when I have students come back um, from tournaments, when I have other people talk to me at tournaments about ask how a tournament went uh, for an, a student, somebody will come up to me and they go, oh, I got a five. Okay. Oh, I got a four. Oh, I got a seven. Oh, I got, here's the deal guys. Okay. Um, you know, and, and most of you know this out there, but some of you don't, and some of you know it, but we still fall into the trap of talking about those numbers. Those numbers really don't mean anything 
unless we have context, unless we understand how the other people in the ring did, right? Because uh, if I say, you know, how'd you do? And they're like, oh, I got six, six, six. Oh, it was, uh, I just uh, got six. Okay. What if the highest score in the ring was uh, seven, eight, seven? Okay. Then six, six, six isn't that bad. Okay. Um, You know, I could have got eights, but if everybody else got, you know, nines, you know, and eights and nines, then it doesn't mean as much. These numbers that we give out for forms, for weapons, for extreme, for creative, these are based on the other people in the ring that day, okay? And they're based on uh, the judges that are there. And I don't mean that in the judges there are judging differently, but I mean that in how a judge uh, uses the whole range of scores can vary from judge to judge a little bit, okay? One judge might be more comfortable giving out threes, twos and threes and fours, and so they have all of their scores skewed lower, okay? And somebody else might not use those as much. And that doesn't mean that they're they're judging wrongly. It just means that they're, they're, the, the range of scores that they're using might be bigger or smaller. Um, now we all want to try to use the full range of scores. That's the, that's the goal. Okay. But when I hear, or you share the numbers that you got, it really is perpetuating this idea that six is, you know, not very good. And, you know, nine is the only thing you can get to be a world champion or, or whatever. Okay. Um, when that's not necessarily the case. Okay. Um, not only just comparing those, just just saying the scores by itself with no comparison, that really gives me no context, no idea um, about how you did. That's like if I come, uh, you come home from a basketball game, and I ask, uh, yeah, no, how'd it go? Oh, we had we had seventy four points. Well, that that sounds pretty good to me, right? Right. But then the, they then you say, oh, the other team had one hundred and fifty. Like, holy moly, that was not like it doesn't mean anything unless I have comparisons. Okay. And those comparisons only count if they're that same day. Okay. And you can't always compare them across. This is something uh, we talked about at one of our judging certifications recently. You have to compare those down. Okay. Like, uh, let's say I got four, six, eight. Okay. Okay, so one just gave me a four and one gave me an eight. Oh, that's, oh, I can't believe that. I can't. Okay, well, one, those two judges are judging something completely different. Okay. So I should compare down with the other people with that same judge, that same score, that same, whether it's kicks, you know, stances or, or hand techniques. Okay. I compare down at the same event. Okay. Because you can have a seven. Uh, eight, six at one tournament and win first place. And you can have an eight, nine, eight at another tournament and get third or not even place. Okay. Those numbers don't mean anything across different tournaments and uh, across the 
from one judge to the other judge, whether it's hands and feet uh, or, or kicks because, or excuse me, hands um, judge or, or kicks judge uh, because they're judging different things. So we need to just make sure this is one of my number one pet peeves. You just got to be making sure that we're educating ourselves using the right language, understanding um, when we're asking people how they did that we're getting context and not just letting people assume that, you know, a certain number is bad. It might be bad. It might be good. I, I don't know unless I have more context. So that's number one for me. Number one today uh, is uh, um, stop comparing scores from different tournaments, the numbers, just all that. Okay. Let's look at where you were in the, the grouping of people, those kind of things. And then looking at your, okay, is your is your foot score always lower? Okay. Well, maybe, you know, from tournament to tournament, to tournament maybe that's where you need to really work on. Okay. Looking at that around around uh all over okay um here's another big pet peeve of mine number two just because you see someone do something different in their form or uh special or whatnot doesn't mean that's what gave them a higher score okay so here's a great example i see some individuals on their sidekicks blade their foot you know how they they you kind of point it sideways so the side of your foot is hitting on a psychic that is incorrect technique that, that is not um traditional taekwondo now the corner judges aren't judging for that because that's not that part of their job okay uh but i i feel that people often look at that because a lot of times there's some some really dynamic really strong great looking forms where the person is also blading their foot they're not getting the high score because they bladed their foot Okay, it's the other thing, the other things in their form that are giving them the higher score. Okay, here's another example. You often have people say, "Oh, this person got uh, an amazing score in their extreme because they did a flip." Okay, ninety percent of the time, that's not true. Okay, they got a better score because the rest of the form was better. Okay, and oftentimes, someone who can pull off a flip has better muscle control, has more strength, has worked on their material more, so the rest of the form looks good, okay? If you would take out the flip and look at form next to form, usually their form is still better than the other person's. The form, the, the flip isn't what helped them win. It is just another thing in the form that might have given them um, a difficulty level, but is not the deciding factor. Okay. I see this all the time. People pick up on these weird little things and they're like, oh, it's that kid is getting this score because of that. Okay. Um, here's another example. Uh, you see those forms that are like super robotic. It's like this person is a robot doing their form. Okay? And oftentimes this student will get a, a, a good high score. And in my book, and 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 I, I speak for myself and not, you know, ATA or anything like that. Usually that person is getting a high score, not because it's robotic, but because the techniques are good. They would actually do even better if they would do the form with more rhythm and presentation, more flow, but keep those solid techniques. Okay? But oftentimes they have the solid tech. They their stances are amazing. Their you know base, their trajectory, all these things are fantastic but it's also robotic, okay? If I have that form next to somebody who's got awesome technique, they've got the stances, the base, the trajectory, you know, the power, the follow-through, and it flows better, I'm going to give it to the guy who flows better, 
Okay, because their rhythm and their presentation is better. They're not winning because it's robotic. That's just something that other people are noticing, and then they're assuming it's the ro- robotic thing. No, it's it's not. Their stances are better. Their kicks are better. Okay, get your basics better. Okay, now if you do a robotic form, make it flow more. Okay, because martial arts is not a robot thing. Okay, that's that's we're it's not robotic. Okay, get it to flow. Anyways, okay. So just because you see something different in somebody's form doesn't mean that's what's giving them the high score. Look at the basics. Are their stances better? Are their kick chambers, their their joint position for all their techniques, or are their follow-through, are those all better? If they're better than yours, that's probably what's winning, not something else. Okay? Uh, so that's number two. Number three. Okay. Um, if you have a question, Okay, you're not sure um, like how the point things work or um, a rule question. And I'm not talking about like at a tournament, at an event. Um, I mean, this can come from at an event also, but um, it's your job to make sure that you're talking to your instructor about that. Okay, we get these, you know, every school uh, that is a tournament going school has... um, you know, your tournament culture, your your tournament parents and your tournament competitors, and they hang out together and they, um, and so that culture sometimes uh, can share misinformation. It's like the game of telephone, uh, where they're, they, they share something that isn't actually a rule, um, but they're like, this is a suggestion or whatever, and then it gets turned into a rule, or they take a rule that they don't quite understand and pass it along like it's uh, this way instead of that way. Um, and that can uh, breed unhealthy things in our larger tournaments. Okay? Um, and so it's our responsibility as competitors to make sure that, one, we go to our instructors. And if we have a question, we go to our instructors and say, hey, uh, you know, I, I, is this true? Okay? Is this is this a rule? Okay? Um, and then also go to the official rule book. Okay, because uh, the rule book, uh, ATA instructors don't don't know by heart every single rule. If I don't know the answer for sure for one of my students, I don't tell them, "Hey, this is the rule." I say, "I'm pretty sure this is it, but let me go check." Okay, and I'll check the official rule book. I'll make sure I reach out to the tournament department, make sure that I get the official rule. Okay, so it's important to make sure that we're not just uh, kind of playing the game of telephone with uh, things that we think about. Uh, tournaments, especially things that aren't necessarily rules, but like, oh, uh, you know, this person is is just like I related to the the last topic. Uh, this person is scoring because they 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 have that like robotic look. Okay, well, that's that's not necessarily the case. Okay, or oh, that person won because uh, his instructor's a judge. Right? No, that's that's not the case either. Okay, um, you know. Talk to your instructor about these things. Make sure that we're we're figuring out the official uh, rules, what's really going on, instead of kind of this rumor mill and things like that. Because um, that's just going to make everybody's competition better when we we understand the rules. And you, if you're a a, a hardcore competitor, if uh, you are an instructor, um, a licensee, you need to make sure that you do your due diligence of preparing your students um, and your fellow competitors. Uh, for competition, okay? Uh, help them out, 
Okay. Um, making sure instructors, we need to make sure that we know the rules. Okay. It's our job to update ourselves every year, look at those rules, see what's going on, make sure that we know what the, the deal is. Okay. So that's important. Okay? So, okay. Number, what am I on? Number four. Okay. Number four. Okay. I know some of you guys aren't going to believe me. Okay. Judges, the tournament staff, ATA as a whole, as an indiv- as an organization, they really do have the student's best interest in mind, right? They're not out to try to get their own students all the points. They're not out uh, to try to get a bunch of money. They're not out just to tick you off at a tournament, the tournament staff, okay? Um, you know, they're not the, the rules aren't there to, to bias one person or another person. The rules are there to make it fair, and we have to follow the rules, okay? Uh, there's oftentimes that we, you know, in let's go over each of these individuals. So judges, okay? I have been judging for decades, okay? I cannot, for the life of me, remember a situation where I could tell a judge was blatantly only calling for their student or blatantly favoritism. Okay. Almost any time that ever is something that you think is happening, it's not. Okay. It's often um, that you are or we are seeing something on top of another situation. Okay. So just like instructors, just like students have different ability levels, you see one student work their butt off and they're still not going to be a world champion. We have the same thing with judges. Okay. All judges uh, are doing their very best um, as often as they can. They're, they're really trying. Okay? Now, are, I'm sure in an organization as large as the ATA, there are a few people um, that might not be following that. But let me tell you, it's not happening to you every tournament. Okay? Your ring's not, that's, it's just not the case. Okay? Um, they didn't see that point because they didn't see the point. Okay? Um, you saw it because you were looking at your student. Or you saw it because they, you know, you hit them. Um, you know, different people have different ability levels in judging. Different people have, um, you know, just different speeds. It, it just is. These people are trying to do their best. Okay, they, they really are. We need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Now, like I said, are there a few bad apples? I'm sure there probably are. Um, but let me tell you, that is not the case. Ninety-eight. Point two seven five percent of the time, all my stats are made up. Um, your, your tournament staff, your tournament staff is not trying to miss your ring. They're not trying to make things difficult for you. They're trying to run an efficient, effective, enjoyable tournament. They're doing the very best. These are volunteer jobs. Um, it is a very difficult job. I've been an RTTL myself. Um, you know, it's a thankless job. You you get you know cussed out by parents. You get you know yell that because you were too you it was late or you messed the schedule up somehow you know it, it they're doing their best i promise okay let's give them the benefit of the doubt and then ata as an organization um they are uh, tournaments uh they they want people to participate and want them to have a good time because if they don't have a good time and enjoy the competition they don't come back and that's not good for ata um, the rules that they have, whether it be deadlines for signing up for things or whatnot, are set there because we have to have rules and standards. Okay? That's how the world works. If we don't have driver, you know, uh, speed limits, we crash, everything goes into chaos. Okay? We have to follow these rules and we don't 
follow the rules um, one time, then we we can't follow them over and over again. We've got to continue to make sure we follow those rules. Okay, so guys, they're they're really in it to help you out. They're really in it for everybody to enjoy their competition. Everybody, judges, tournament staff, ATA as a whole, everybody's there for you. Well, last but certainly not least, this is going to be a controversial one, guys. It's only a tournament. It's only a title. Okay. In 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, no one will care that you were world champion in whatever age division. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want my students to set the goal to do it because the journey, the, the process is where we learn. And the achievement is fantastic. But it's not going to be written on your tombstone. Okay? The kind of person you are on that journey is vastly more important than the title you win. Okay? Vastly more important. That's what ATA is all about. Okay, The person that you are working to become. So when we throw a fit because something didn't go our way, when we scream at a judge, when we, you know, write angry emails, when we, we forget that it's only a game and the development of our character as we go through this is what really matters. Okay. It's only a tournament. It's only a title. Okay. If, if, if it ends up being written on your tombstone, I, I'm a little worried that, that, you know, you didn't have something bigger than that. Okay. Um, so we've got to make sure that we put that into perspective. Okay. Sometimes we put, I mean, people, you get, we're putting thousands and thousands of dollars into this, uh, you know, in some cases. Um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. Okay. Because if you have the income to do it and it's enjoyable and whatnot, go ahead and do it. I don't have a problem with that. But we always need to keep it in perspective that this is not, um, you know, your end all be all of life, you know, especially your kid's life. Okay. It's not the end all be all. Okay. Oh, I got a bonus for you. Okay. This episode is going to go long because you get, you know, senior master Hayden on a rant and he likes to go. Okay. Last bonus point, uh, real talk with senior master Hayden about tournaments. Parents. Okay. This is, this is, this is why we call it real talk. This is real. Okay. If you are so in to making sure your tournament, your your child wins a title, wins a thing, if your level of commitment is higher than your kids, okay, you should put on a uniform and compete for the title yourself. Okay? That's a that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, okay? Because sometimes we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and go, oh, man. And I was, you know, I wasn't this way for tournaments necessarily. But uh, as an instructor, it's very difficult sometimes. Um, and we try to push students along and be like, guys, you got to do this to be a black belt. I'm going to help you do this and this and this. And we're pushing harder than their, uh, and we care more about them getting that goal than they do, okay? As an instructor, I've learned over the years, that's not healthy. Okay? It's not my job okay, to make you become a black belt. Okay? As a parent, it, we're, uh, you know, we're not always helping our, our kids by um, setting that goal for them um, and then pushing it so very hard. Now, there's a, there's a time to, to help your kid 
commit to their goal and stick with it. Okay. I'm not, don't hear me say that they shouldn't do that. Okay. And, and parents shouldn't help them finish a goal that they started okay? and that they decided to commit to. But you know, we've all seen it. We've seen those parents out there at tournaments okay, that are like, it, it's like they're, it's their title they're, they're trying to get. Okay. And I say to those parents, put on a uniform because we have divisions for you and we would love to see you try to win that title. Okay. So, I know that was probably a pretty spicy uh, episode of topics for you guys. Let's hit um, some upcoming events. Here's what's going on in ATA Nation. Okay, ATA Nation, we have, um, if you haven't put it on your calendar already, uh, World Championships date for 2024 out july 27th through the 28th it's later in july so make sure that you get that on your calendar um nationals is right around the bend we've got fall nationals in october october 18th through the 21st and first in pittsburgh and then spring nationals in dallas texas uh march 27th through the 30th and then don't forget the Pan American Championships, uh, September 29th through the 4th. If you listen to the last episode, you'll see that you can go to that as well if you're in the U.S. Um, we've got Class A tournaments coming around. The um, Kaminskys have their tournament. Um, you know what? This is updated. This I was looking right here online. It says hosted by Chief Master uh, Kaminsky and Mrs. Uh, Kaminsky. But I believe she is a Masters nominee now. Congratulations, ma'am. That's September 8th through the 10th. Um, Class A in California. Class A in Missouri in September. Um, Master Wade's got one in Illinois uh, near the end of September. Phoenix in September. And then South Bend. You can come see us again up in South Bend on the 29th and 30th um, for another Class A. September is a a booming time for tournaments. Um, We've got... Some tournaments still. Um, what this weekend? Um, Senior Master Rosa has his tournament in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Class B, um, in September, September 9th, Evansville with uh, Chief Master Bryce. Um, we've got uh, some other tournaments going all over the country, it looks like, in September. So, very busy tournament time in September. Make sure you're uh, out there working hard, um, getting set, and register for. Um, those events at nationals, the testing registration for people who are looking for rank, like testing for fourth degree, testing for fifth degree. Um, you guys, the, the registration is on already for spring nationals in Dallas. So make sure you get registered for that right away. Okay, guys, a little longer episode today. Um, let me know what you thought, uh, because it was a little, maybe a little controversial, maybe a little spicy. Um, let me know on Instagram. Send me a DM. We like to put the reels up there, um, and we're sending out our trading cards each after each episode, so make sure you're uh, getting those at atama.ninja slash uncut. Until next time, get out there and take some action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Okay, um, so I've been recording with the video with the guests and putting the um, some video, some reels on Instagram. Let me know what you think about that. Uh, are you checking them out? Are you watching them? Would you like to see the whole episode in video? Um, send me a DM. Let me know. Hey, guys, take care.